Hey guys, welcome back to Europe is Coming. This time, head coach of the programme, John Singleton, and I catch up on the past couple of months as he prepares three of the programme athletes to compete at Dubai. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. First of December. Happy almost Christmas over. We can almost get there now. Is it goodbye, almost goodbye 2022? Yeah. And good bloody rid no, not really. <laughs> you you're in Dubai today. Um, I am in Mallorca. I can see behind you the sun is shining. If I showed you the weather in Mallorca, you'd be very disappointed in our little island. It's raining nastily here. You've taken the sunshine with you. Give it back. I have. I brought some heat. Yeah. To, uh, to when did you arrive? Two a.m. yesterday morning. What a hero! How are you feeling? I feel good. Like um, it was a smooth travel, and I managed to get like a chunk of sleep, which was good. And then it was nice to meet with the guys this morning. We kind of did our pre-comp routine. Went to the gym, um, like did a bit of a session, and then the guys did their check-in, and then we've gone to the briefing this evening. So it's kind of like a classic pre-competition day. A little bit of movement, nothing too, nothing too major, I guess, for them. It depends on the athletes. Some like to like kind of touch the movement. So um, with Georgos and Moritz, it's just a little bit of snatching. Mm. And Ella just wanted to move in the hotel gym. So that's really been the uh, yeah, kind of a chilled focus. Okay, so it's it is um, quite. A, she doesn't feel like a long time since we spoke, but it was Rogue that we last had a, an episode just after Rogue, and. Quite a lot has been happening in your life since then. You guys are packing it in. Um, you had a, had quite a lot of really good results as well, winning uh, Germany and also in Madrid. Yeah, exactly. It was a super solid part of the off-season for us. We obviously had, so Moritz was competing at German and obviously Moritz being German, like being able to win your kind of national competition is a is a big thing. And also the German, there's like a huge German community that, um, you know, really gets out and supports the athletes. And so it was a small competition, which is sometimes risky for an athlete like Moritz because he's ex- you know, it's his expected favourite. And so I, I was very proud of him. He really like rose to the challenge of that competition and did extremely well and um, and came away as like uh, taking the win, which was really nice for him. I spoke to him the, the day after he got to Milka after he'd just taken the win and it was really a real pleasure to talk to him. He's so he's such a nice person and uh, it's great to see. I feel like he's really deserving the success that he's getting now as well. It's like the, since, since you guys teamed up earlier this year, he seems to have really moved leaps and bounds yeah i think it's hard for people to appreciate that having people behind you in your corner is is really nice you know just having a team that supports you we've, we've spoken about this before a little bit i think but being this like lone wolf athlete is just hard and it's also like a choice that's not needed you know it's like you kind of you know if you said to me okay you've got the option of having a support team or the option of not having a support team which would you choose you well you know most people logically would take the support team and um and you're starting to see that now like as the training programs get more uh, bigger and sophisticated there you know that really all the training programs are built around supporting the athletes yeah i heard that the atmosphere in the, the German throwdown was amazing and lots of people were commenting on how well it was run 
And I asked Moritz, why is it? Why do, why do you think it's uh, does so well? He says because we're jerks. Yeah, one of themselves on uh, on precision, you know. But uh, any any takeaways from the German throwdown? Anything that like, stuck stuck out to you? I think for me, it was like it was really nice to see Moritz rise to the challenge. We uh, we had you know it's like like I said, doing those smaller competitions and being able to compete in them is uh, is higher risk because you're going in as the favourite. So I was really proud of that. It's also great we had Coach Dom there, who was like one of our main coaches. So this is one of the reasons why I've been able to do more this year is because we are a bigger team. So Coach Dom was there supporting like a number of athletes that we had at um, had at German, like. Obviously, Moritz was the standout, take, being German and taking the, the win. But we had a number of athletes there and, and having a coach there able to support them was really nice. I mean, is that something that more athletes are getting in touch with you about as well, like to become part of the team? Yes, you know, uh, we, we do get a lot of requests and it's in varying capacities. Like, you know, as we look at expanding, we can maybe bring on more athletes as well. The, the big thing is that we want to do is we want to we don't want to just push growth for the sake of growing. It's important that when someone comes on we do have the capacity to support them and so they were taking these kind of small consistent steps rather than giant leaps i mean i know that there's certain teams that are program or pro- program um systems let's say that uh particularly just bringing on like seem to me anyway randomly bringing on athletes just to make them look bigger and bigger and bigger but actually i think that has to be more kind of um you know to be more more finesse and a bit more just like a bit more decide, deciding deciding that's what I'm looking for a bit more consideration taken before you just leap into any kind of training programs there yeah this is it's a big thing you know because ultimately the athletes spend whatever six hours a day following the four to six hours a day following the programming and so you know, it's a huge chunk of their life that's dedicated to this so you want to make sure that where you're going has a lot of experience as to where you want to go and um, and if that's not the case, it can take you in a not the best direction. Uh, so after uh, German, the German throwdown, you guys went straight into the elite camp. How did that go? It was really good fun. It, fun in two different ways. We brought all our coaches together. So we were like a group of eight coaches. Um, we did some kind of team building discussions about how we program, philosophy around that. And then we went into the athletes then arrived and we, we ran like a four-day elite camp on the island. Just, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of an off-season, get everyone to meet together, find out where we are and find out where the athletes are. You know, it's important for us to see them training as a group so we can kind of identify what needs to be worked on. So it's just like, you know, nothing nothing crazy, but just a good get-together with our kind of key athletes. There's a couple of new faces in there that I hadn't seen before. There was a couple of girls. Yes, there are a couple of girls. Also, we had um, Thiago, who we also brought on... Um, Renato as a coach um, he's from Portugal and he brings like a wealth of experience uh, he's coached for many years he works has worked very closely with Tiago for those years and um, with Renato we then launched the program Portuguese and he'll be leading that and uh, and developing it forward so the, the camp at Mia is such a great place to hold it in Mallorca isn't it it's like a really such a fantastic options you've got you can go swimming you can go to the mountains you go hiking running cycling so many things plus great facilities as well so I guess there's plans for more of the same camps in the next months or are you going to wait until the open's over so we have uh, I mean Dubai now Chris is then an event we're programming the Iberian Throwdown happens next week then I'm running a teen camp during the week after that then we have Christmas break, and then we have Wadapalooza, um, and then we're pretty much like in the run-up to the Open. So we've actually scheduled in another date early next year for another elite camp. But in the next few months, we're kind of fully booked in our 
in our schedule, especially with the Christmas break coming up. So you're actually going to take some time off? Yeah, we'll go back to Jacqueline's for um, for Christmas, New Year's. She's going to be there longer than me. I'm going to go for like a week or so and uh, and just take that time. Like, I, I think it's important, you know, the kind of we spoke about after games, like it's important to take those times. And so I'm going to try and take, you know, five days or so just to reset a little, refocus and, and make sure we're, we're ready for the the 2023 season to commence. I mean, we should do a, a separate um episode just about like your overview of how 2022 has been and the goals for 23 i'd really like to like, schedule that sometime a fun summary no the 2023 a2 summary we could do so i'll give you some questions in advance so you can consider them because there's like, some detailed questions i'd like you to answer yeah yeah i think it's I, I, I like reflecting i think we don't spend enough time reflecting and um and so you know the change in year is always a really nice time to do that. Yeah, I love this time of year for exactly that reason. <laughs> and, and last weekend, you guys went and smashed it again in Madrid? Yeah, exactly. So this time, Giorgos the Greek was in Madrid and he 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 went uh, to the win in the Madrid Challenger Series. He was there with uh, Coach Chris. Um, Tiago was also there, took top five. Um, and, and we actually had, again, a number of um, athletes competing there. We ran some community events with Raul, Paloma, Carmen. So it, again, it was like a really nice um, to be able to be there in person and be able to and to have that presence at events. Because of your own ability to speak in Spanish and the fact that you've got a lot of bilingual coaches on the team, it really must be helping to be able to spread like that with the community events. It'd be impossible if you guys didn't have more than one language going on, wouldn't it? It's like, especially in somewhere like Madrid, you know, so many people there, so many Spanish people love to do CrossFit. I think it's a, like, Nat told me that it was one of the, like, the most popular places in the country for CrossFit. So you must have been swamped. Yeah, I think we, you know, we are like a cosmopolitan program, you know, like I'm being English, live in Spain. We then have lots of Spanish coaches, German coaches, a lot of our athletes are Scandinavian, you know, we, we have this kind of very multilingual and um, multicultural team, which is, is really nice. And, and for me, you know, even with the podcast, like the Europe is coming, like, I think that our, our kind of program and, and brand really reflects that with the people that we have on board. Did you see Julie there as well at Madrid? Because she was on another, she was on the team, wasn't she? Exactly. So Julie made the decision to go team this year. You know, she's um, she's been she's been at the games twenty nineteen as an individual, and she also works full time as a as a doctor. So I think it's a yeah. option. So she's joining a team this year with you know obviously ambitions that they can go to the games and team. It's nice to see her on the top of the podium with her with her buddies. It's good. Yeah, exactly. She's um, I think it's nice. It's, you know, everyone likes to be competitive, and and you know team individual is harder than team you know there's no question around it so actually when you kind of can combine individuals with that same goal to form a team and kind of use that those attributes together it can be actually really rewarding rather than not making it where you want to as an individual and then looking forward into 2023 you i know a little irish bird told me recently about um a, a team that may that is maybe going to Waterpalooza of uh, Sola, Jack, Emma McQuaid on Team GoWood. So are you going to be going along to Waterpalooza as well? Yeah, we, we actually have a huge presence at Waterpalooza, uh, which is really nice. Like, So we also have a, a male team. So yes, you're exactly right. We have uh, Sola, Jacqueline and 
and Emma, who are going Team Go Wad. They're going to do some training together and go down, throw down. And these team comps are just fun, you know, see, have a bit of fun, go down, see how everyone's doing. I think they will really enjoy that. I remember watching um, watching the team competitions online last year and really sort of feeling like the, the enjoyment from the athletes, how much fun they were having as a team. Yeah. So I think they'll really enjoy that. And then we also have a male team going with Moritz Gurgos. So you have to kind of watch this space for uh, adding someone on. And and you've got probably uh, like in teens and also in masters as well, I guess. Yeah, we have teens there, masters, some individual. Ella's going to be going individual and joining a team. So we have we have lots of people at Waterpoos this year. And, um, and so I have lots of people behind the scenes as well. Uh, so it should be like a really good fun competition. And we're excited to be there. About a week ago now, you guys announced the relaunch and the rename of um, a competition that I had the pleasure of uh, photographing. Uh, I think was it 2019 that we did it? 2019. 2019. Yeah, that is a little bit scary. <laughs> I would also be terrified to go back and look at those pictures. I think I've probably got better since. Um, but it was <laughs> the comp and is now renamed the Program Crown. Exactly. Tell you, do you want to tell me about it? So, you know, the, the overall idea of the event stays the same. Like, it was an event that we wanted to create an event specifically for the next generation of the sport. And that's this is exactly what that's designed for, for 14 to 21-year-olds. So you have kind of the early teen brackets, 14, 15, 16, 17. And then you have this, um, what we call kind of a bridge between the teen and the, the elite, which is 18 to 21. So really, it's a competition focused and dedicated to them. You know, we don't have the elite athletes there. We don't have anything, you know, the focus is purely on them. And that's really what make it special. So, you know, as you kind of saw in 2019, I think we really managed to achieve that, that every athlete there felt special, felt you know, motivated to be there and not just like they were a sideshow. And that's like a big focus of this event. Um, we took the opportunity to rebrand and rename because I think rebranding something's really hard to do. And the reason we had such a long gap that now was like a good opportunity to do it. If we're ever going to do it, now is the time. So we wanted to spend like just a bit of time thinking about the concept, thinking about our image. And we were playing around with with a few different names and, you know, the, the crown sounded... Uh, sounded fun we liked the idea of the you know the winner being able to take uh wear a crown and things like that so it it was an idea that we really wanted to uh to run with change change the image kind of to reflect the uh, the next stage growth of the competition i think it's uh it's, it, had, it gave a lot of opportunities for cool animations anyway like having uh people's cr- um crowns drawn on their heads and stuff in the in the launch it was quite fun to watch it so when will that be so we hold this, well, it's December, no, so qualifiers are in December, 22nd to the 8th, I believe, of January. And it's going to keep it simple, two workouts with four scored events, so we have part A, part B in, in the workouts. The, the athletes will have kind of two weeks to, to cover those workouts, and then the qualifiers will get to compete at the final in Mallorca. And the, and the, qualifi- the actual competition is going to be over Easter, is that right, or before? That's right. So in essence, we wanted to make it happen during school holidays. So we picked the Easter break. Um, and that means, you know, no one has to miss school, etc., which is a consideration at that age. And we've got uh, Epic Venue. Um, we've got some partners that will be exciting to announce as well. And we've kind of got the athlete hotel is going to be close by. Can you tell me anything about the venue? A uh, new venue. So we're, we're going to be at a new venue. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be at a 
a sports complex that's really close to the airport. It has a pool, it has an indoor, like indoor hall, and it also has an outdoor venue. So it means that possibilities for what we can do there is um, it's very big. And we've got luckily got a lot of support from the Yukmayor Ayuntamiento. So they're on board. Our team's on board and um, we just want to make it into a fun event for, you know, really for the future that's going to be competing. I'm really excited about it. I'm really happy that it's come back because, I mean, I, I completely, completely agree with you. The the one that I was at before, everybody who was there had an amazing time. I mean, like, and people really committed. I mean, we have people come from South Africa, from South America, from like they they flew in not just from Europe but from all over the place and they had a fantastic experience. So I think uh, if that was like a kick a kick off starting point for a first ever competition, it was going to be a terrific second second edition. And I was like, you know, we can't not do it. It's such a big success and, and success defined in the terms of like everyone had a great time. And you know that's what we wanted to achieve and and that's what we want to bring back. So we were like, you know, obviously. Uh, we postponed our 2020 um, because of COVID. And then we just didn't want to take the risk of running it again without knowing that we could hold it. So, you know, now COVID seems in luckily in the rearview mirror. And we like, okay, you know, I think we can run this now. And, and so then we're going to head in 2023. You can um, have... Uh some kind of sympathy messages from all the various event organisers <laughs> as well, because you'll be uh, you know, pretty much up to your eyeballs with that as well, won't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, uh, it, there's a lot of work goes in behind the scenes of these. Um, and, you know, I um, we're very lucky again that kind of our, the programme team is going to be helping to support it. And that makes a big difference because we have like really good people on board that can really help um, push the foundations. So, Look, so let's round up with what um what you're actually going to be doing this weekend and your support. Yeah, we Dubai. Yeah, the glamorous the glamorous center of the universe for this weekend at least. Moritz, how do I say his name? Georgios, you say it for me. Georgos. No, I'm not. I'm not the best Greek speaker. I, I I don't think I should be the official pronouncer of his name, but you know, take it. The Greek. Yeah, the Greek is easier. And Ella are all competing. Uh, do you know anything about the workouts yet, or what's the score? Is there any mystery workouts to be uh, to be spoken about? I think the first workout we found out was um, running up the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. What? Yeah, it's pretty. It is. Yes, they've. Um, I think it's. A, I think it's a great first event. Like super simple but super effective. So yeah, basically, I think that's stair workout. Yeah, I believe it's like with a um, weight vest. How far up is it? So it's like six hundred meter altitude. I was hoping that they would have to go swimming in the in the um you know that really um they have like a very deep pool for diving in. <laughs> that would have been a cool one. Okay, running up the tallest building in the world it will do it for me. And anything else that we know? No, uh, they get briefed. So that's why I get they get briefed in like twenty minutes. So we'll, we should, in theory, know a bit more then. Okay. Well, I, obviously, I'll be watching online and yelling at my computer. So I hope that you can. Um, have a great weekend and not uh, and 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 that the athletes really enjoy themselves. It's a big step up for Ella for sure, and I guess Moritz is going to be trying to ride on the uh, the wings of his recent victory. Yeah, um, it's a, like a big shout out to Ella. Like you know, I'm very proud of her for making that step. She travelled here alone. She like arrived to Dubai. So you know, when I first met Ella, 
she she wouldn't get on a plane. You know, she traveled from Sweden to every competition on a train with her brother because she was too nervous. So, you know, I think it's a real, um, you know, outside of the competitive nature of things, like growth as a human being is huge. And for her to get on a plane to Dubai by herself and come here is like a, a real achievement. So, you know, I, I think it's like, I'm very proud that she managed to make that um, that step by herself. Yeah, we forget about people are, like athletes are also human beings and they have lots of other stuff going on. People are people. <laughs> but I mean, it's so easy when you don't know these guys to like just assume that they must be rock solid, bulletproof inside out. And um, everybody's got vulnerabilities, haven't they? Yeah, 100%. And arguably athletes, you know, more so than than others in some ways. Like they have to, they, they put themselves in the arena. They put like a lot of their emotions and time into this sport. And um, I think that comes with it, a big emotional burden. All my best wishes to them and to you. And I shall speak to you probably during the teen camp. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you, Vicky. Thanks, John. Look out for a roundup of 2022 coming up over the next few weeks. In the meantime, please don't forget to subscribe to and share the podcast with your friends. Your support really helps. This episode was hosted by me, Vicky McLeod, and edited by Marta Vidal-Candel. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod. <laughs>